And you're on the radio, bro. Who's the coach you want to play for? Cliff. Cliff. What's going on, Cliff? Hey, hey man. man. Let's step back in time a little bit. I love to play basketball. We could go back to Indiana to coach Bobby Knight. Ooh. Have him throw a chair at me, I'd sit down on the chair. You know, uh, how do you expect to recruit kids when reports are out there about how you abuse, how abusive you are and the language you use? Mm. And Bobby Knight, I don't want every kid. Every kid can't be coached by me. Hangs right. up the phone. Hangs up on me. Yeah, he's done that before. Hangs up on me. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. He did. And then I saw him at a Final Four, and I was uh, friends with another coach that knew Bobby Knight. And I go, Coach Knight, you hung up on me. He goes, you're not the first. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Bobby Knight fan. I know there was a time and place, and there's, yes, discipline and hard work, and yes, yes, yes. But the guy was a bully. In the classic sense. He was a bully, Mike. And he couldn't practice what he preached. He wanted discipline from all his players. The man had zero self-discipline. Zero self-discipline. I mean, that's just, there's no other way to break it down. Mike, he was a bully (laughs) who had zero (laughs) self-discipline. No, you're right. And then he turned on his boy, uh, Coach K. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) of course, once I surpassed him as the greatest living coach, Bobby Knight, I was dead to him. He's a big, fat blowhard. (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, it's... I'm telling you, I mean, I know there's, uh, there's a lot of older listeners out there. Bobby Knight is everything we need right now. Yeah, good. Well, you tell that to a McDonald's <laughs> All-American because they don't go there and they were, they stopped. You it's know. Dukes and Bell. No, you're right. I, yeah. Listen, that was uh, from a, a while back yeah. when we were talking about that, and that, that was part of our game winner, a coach you'd want to go play for. Who's it? Oh, it's Bobby Knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, let's get him on the show. Oh, it's Bobby calling me. Um, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, we are going to talk more about the Hawks' big game tonight. Listen, I – Every time I say that, like I, I'm not overemphasizing this. We can't just keep losing on the road and think mm. that we're going to be in position to, to you know, be a top four, top sixteen. Mike, what did you tell me? What's the number that you you told me earlier today about how many we need to win to potentially get to well, right now, the spot? Well, you're looking. We got to go like twenty and eleven. I'm sorry. Twenty and eleven. We got to win two to one. That's not happening. If you want to get to like the five or six, that's, that's, Mike, is that happening? That ship has sailed. Now, I keep throwing this out there. Now, the other thing you got to worry about, guys, if we are, as Carl said, maybe we're sellers. Maybe we make a little move, but it's not the big move. Maybe we're just looking to get salary off the books, which really is selling and throwing up the white flag. The Heat are vulnerable. Now, the Heat may go and do stuff. There's an article in the Herald yesterday saying they were interested. They, they heard about the Jay Crowder stuff. The Bucks, other teams are interested. There's other pieces they may want to. There may be a trade with the Suns at the deadline. You're right. But the Heat are just three games ahead of us in the loss column. So we should be able. I mean, you could think it's we're, uh, we're, let's see, we're 11 games back. There's seven and a half behind us. No one's catching the Celtics. I know that. But Cleveland, 31-22. Hawks are a game under. We're, we got uh, 51 games we played. That means there's 31 left. Do the math. So 19 and 12, mm. 18 and 13. Mm. Based on what we've hey, just. We hadn't done that all season. There you go. We're a 500. You, Parcells is right in all sports. <laughs> you are You're what your, your record, record is. Yes. You are, exactly. Yeah, we haven't done that all season. Uh, and we're not being oh, negative. No, we haven't schedule. done that. Schedule's the sixth tough, toughest schedule remaining. And we are one of the worst as far as clutch percentage. I gave you the gave you the numbers. Yeah. Uh, there's a the new metric. I like this one. Like every day there's a new factoid that comes out, but they have a stat within five points with five minutes to go. We don't win those games. So there's a problem. All right, as we're talking about the Hawks, we'll talk about the Falcons coming up. It's Dukes and Bell. Uh, and I say, you know, Sun's big game because coming off the Portland loss, we were close, no cigar. You got to find a way to beat mm. the Suns. Um, and then again, you're on the road with the Jazz, and you get a back-to-back. Jazz Nuggets. The reason why that's dangerous is because it's back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So you know you leave uh, Utah, and then you head to, to Denver. 
Joker's playing like an MVP. Joker may win another MVP. So right. that's where we're at. But, Mike, let's talk about something our listeners were asking us earlier, and it gets to who's making these decisions. A lot of guys, after hearing that the rumors are out there that potentially, you know, J.C. is still on the trading block and we don't want necessarily a first-round pick. We won't take – that's not a deal-breaker. In other words, we'll, we'll you know, decide to, to take a quality player. What's a quality player? Give me a stud if you're going to make these deals. But people are saying, who's making these decisions? If you're going to trade bogey, who's making these decisions? And, and it gets back to, unfortunately, the conversation we've had over the last few weeks about voices in the room. Now – just bear with me. If you're in a room and you're taking in the conversation of potential trade rumors and you are a basketball executive and you're giving your opinions, which I just want to believe mm-hmm. that that's what's going on with the Hawks. I want to be the, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But, Mike, if you're not that and you're in that room and you're going, I don't think we should do it, and you're the owner's son. <laughs> Mike, Mike, that goes a long way. So let me get this straight. Uh, you are 27. You've never been an NBA executive, but your father cashes my check. I agree with him. That's how it happens. You know what I mean? That's or writes the check. You cash it. But you get what I'm saying. I, I just, it's the it, two things. You had the article that came out from Sam Amick, who's, who's well-respected. We spoke about it with him. Then USA Today writes the article. Again, we're not making this stuff up. From the USA Today two weeks ago, is the Hawks' recent dysfunction due to the growing influence of the owner's 27-year-old son? That's in a national publication. So we're not making this up. And guys, apparently everybody but Are you us- telling me Landry Field? <laughs> Stop, Mike. Are you telling me Landry Field is not running this? I'm not saying that Nick Ressler is cuckolding him, but Carl, it could be a distinct possibility. We didn't have to dump that. You have to dump, didn't dump that, did you? It's a trap. <laughs> You dumped that? Oh, that's you didn't have to dump that. I'm just that's asking that, the you know, question. By the way, I'm not going to get squid mad, but I use a phrase in common usage, and they dumped it. And no, it's, it's not a, even it dirty. Is, it is a real word. Not I mean, I, I know some of you only associate it <laughs> with one thing, but it is a real word. It's a real word, but context matters. And, okay. and the the assistant brand <laughs> manager, as you like to throw out uh, every once in a yes. while when it benefits you, Michael. Yes. The assistant brand manager made an executive decision to protect my talent. I don't throw it out. You are the assistant brand manager. Yeah, but you use it. You use it when you kind of want to use all it. Right, I just want right. to protect that. All right. Let's, let's get back to the Hawks. Again, please, bro. It's and, not Jermaine. And, and who's using yeah. who? It's not Jermaine to these proceedings. Please. Okay. Let listen, the Germans right. got nothing to do with this. <laughs> but listen. Let's get back to the, the owner's Hawks. Son. Who's in the closet and right. who's Again, using who? In case, Steve's, in case Steve Cooden is listening, <laughs> I'm just quoting the USA Today. Is the Hawks' recent dysfunction who's two weeks ago watching? due to the growing influence of the owner's 27-year-old son. We didn't play defense. Is, all right, how about, let me phrase. Is the general manager a puppet with strings being drawn? Is somebody peeking in the door where they're having these meetings? See, the first thing I said had a lot more punch. And I don't know if it made it over the interweb or on Twitch. We're on Twitch, by the way. All the cool kids are on Twitch. But I'm just see that. These first, are things see, I want to know. The first thing I dropped really had punch, and now everything else just falls flat. I'm, well, you know, speak for yourself, Mike. <laughs> there could so, be a hole through the wall anyway. that you're <laughs> watching this unfold. <laughs> so, is is Landry Field simply a pantomime for the owner's son? I don't know, but everybody else seems to now know that we didn't know. Uh. Travis Schlenk wasn't involved in anything after July. Schlenk wanted Dejounte Murray, but the ask was too much. And now, I looked it up earlier, we're 11th in salary cap. 
We're not in the luxury tax. We are straddling the line. That phrase has been used often this week by a lot of folks in the media. Are you telling me you're going to dump $23 million, 23.5 that John makes, John Collins, what are we getting in return? Otherwise, it's a fire sale. If you don't get equal or slightly lesser value or multiple players, then what? how do we spin that to the audience? That's that, Which I, isn't our job anyway. No, but you, listen, I want to win. We were winning. We were moving in the right direction. Right. I want to win. That's where I'm at. This is not about spin. This is like... Like, I, I asked the question earlier, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Landry, what are we doing? Mm. Is Trey Young playing tonight, by the way? This is Landry Fields. Day to day. What? Day to day. This is Landry Fields. This should be a one-game thing, depending on how his rehab responds with the ankle. It's, it's not mild, but you never know how these things linger and whatnot. But I know he's being diligent about his rehab right now. Somebody text him. Mm. Let him know Dukes and Bell are talking about him and he needs to play tonight. I know it doesn't carry any weight. Well, it really does. But I hope somebody mm. text him and say, hey, Atlanta's hoping you play tonight because it'd right. be nice to have you on the floor. And again, I've given up the idea of playing off the bench because that doesn't happen as we said. Either you dress or you don't. The NBA, go figure. I'm a uh, starter. <laughs> CBSSports.com earlier today, half the league is calling the Hawks about bogey. Uh, despite uh, pulling off the blockbuster trade for DeJounte, this is from CBS, season might not. Uh-oh, has not gone to plan for the Hawks, who enter the uh, blah, 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 eighth place, 25-26. Um, there's already been a steady stream of rumors coming about Atlanta, mostly about the status of John Collins. But now again, per our buddy Sam Amick, half of the league has been calling the Hawks to gauge the possibility of getting bogey. And bogey, as you said, big money next year. Get him off the books. I want to see A.J. Griffin. You'll force Nate to play A.J. Griffin in time. Oh, he's going to be gone anyway. I mean, I had to be the right. bearer of bad news, but the, the, the long-term plan is it, bogey's not going to be here. Right. And if that's the situation and you know that you're not willing to go into the luxury tax, because, Mike, you can hold on to Bogey because he's going to opt in mm-hmm. and he's going to make his money. And then you're going to have to pay DJ and Trey's money goes up and John's and all these guys that we've already paid, their salaries are kicking in. The owner has already said he wasn't, he doesn't want to do that simply mm-hmm. because we're not at that championship caliber, at least in his mind, or maybe his son's. That he doesn't want to do that. Right. So why are you going to hold on to something that eventually you know you're going to you're going to lose? Now, Bo brought this up, and I got I will say this. And Bo was arguing with me. He wasn't arguing. He was just saying, "Look, if you do that, Dukes, you're going to call the season. If you trade John Collins and Bogey, mm-hmm. you're saying we're giving up on the season." I don't disagree with Bo on that. That's why you have to get something in return that's going to help you get better. You cannot sell to me, well, we just traded him for, for a bag of chips and for Mike and I to feel good or for you Hawks fans right. to feel good about it. Now, again, we went back and we talked about in the summer when the DeJounte Murray trade came down. Now, not, to be honest, DeJounte Murray was not exactly a household name for every NBA fan in Atlanta. But the dude has got, he's got guts, grit. He's got accountability. We love the way he answered the media's questions from the first week we heard him talking about wins and losses. And he put on an unbelievable display against Damian Lillard and the Blazers the other night. That was money. Other guys had to make their free throws and do their job. He did his. But the idea, Carl, DeAndre Hunter builds on what we saw in Game 5 against Miami, and that will become his new normal. Yep. DeAndre Hunter, yeah, I'm not asking for 30 every night. Can you give me 20? And DeAndre Hunter's going to give me 20, and he's going to be a guy that's going to round out this starting five. Capella grabbing the boards. John Collins, you know, kind of some nights it's cleaning glass. Sometimes it's pick and roll. He's going to get his. 
That's a nice combination. Bogey, you know, and, and off the bench or not. Well, you don't need bogey, let's be honest, right. if Hunter is doing what we expect him Correct. to do. And again, I love, you know me, guys, I'm the biggest advocate for A.J. Griffin because I love his game. He plays better defense than bogey. So I, I got no problem. Him on the floor, even though technically he's a 2-3, however you want to classify Whatever, yeah, whatever you want to give it to. Right. But, but again, the point I'm getting to is we had high hopes. Fourth seed, third seed. Right now we're fighting to get, get out of the playing game. I just want to know who's watching these meetings. <laughs> no comedy. Coming in, coming up. We're going to talk about the Falcons. Uh, we'll let you hear Terry Fontenot on what they're trying to get out at the, the East-West Shrine game. Uh, they're practicing this week. Listen, we do have a, a distinct advantage, but I hope we take advantage of it. We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And Bell. Get your mind tuned in. Let's go be world champions. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The most important story of the day. It's all about our Falcons. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, game winner is on the way. And if you missed Brian Snicker today, make sure you go to odyssey.com, uh, the Odyssey app, and listen to what he had to say, Mike. Listen, you said it. Rootable, likable, Um Schnitz already won a World Series, but he is happy about one thing, and that is the health of our club. Right. Guys, pitchers and catchers report on the 14th. It's right around the corner. So um, everybody coming back healthy is a big deal. How this team looks without Dansby Swanson, we said that, you know, when, when Freddie wasn't here. Mike, I still think we have a really good club. We'll see how things adjust, but we still have a really good club that should compete for the NL. And I think a lot of Braves fans are really hoping that Mike Soroka can be a big contributor this year. I know that's kind of an if. Him and Ian Anderson, we've talked about, you know, all the guys that got to step up. I'm still a little worried about the starting pitching. On paper, we should have enough guys. Is Charlie Morton going to be burning up the bullpen? You know, you move on. Luke Jackson's gone. You know, got to wait for Matzik to come back. So you are replacing those guys. But... You're right. I mean, it's a, it's a younger team. It's uh, it's Michael Money Harris's team. I, I think that'll be interesting to see how that. By the way, he, he had an interesting comment today, nothing to do with the Braves. He was on social media yesterday saying he'd like to see the Falcons go after Stetson Bennett. I saw that. Yeah, I saw and that. I, I wouldn't say in the first round, my friend, but they'd like to see him go after Stetson Bennett. Well, listen, uh, we're going to see where Stetson ends up, uh, and that gets us to the Falcons and all these evaluations that are going on at the East-West Shrine. Stetson's not there, and he's not going to be at the Senior Bowl, but there are players there that the Falcons are evaluating. And, you know, Terry Fontenot talked about the importance of our staff being there, Mike. It gives us a leg up. It doesn't mean that we're going to draft a bunch of these guys. We may draft one or two. Who knows, Mike? Right. You may invite a bunch of these guys to mm-hmm. camp as undrafted free agents. But at the end of the day, it does give you a leg up on, hey, I got a chance to see him up close and personal. We really like him. And I brought this up earlier. If you're able to find a guy who may be projected, um, I don't know, a second-round grade, and you get him in the fourth round because you got a chance to see him at the East-West Shrine or at the Senior Bowl, now you're getting value. And a lot of these guys turn into players in the league, Mike. No, again, you don't have to go to a big school to be a star in the NFL. We talked about guys coming, you know, Swack and Miak's finally getting some more love like it should. They do their own now showcase to show some of those guys. Yep. But you got a chance to see some dudes from some smaller schools who can certainly be a contributor. You just don't want to get in the point where, like, for instance, the Saints really – Marcus Davenport started getting buzz. I know that's one of your <laughs> one of your buzzwords. Yes, it is. And it's, it's very – Interesting because now their defensive line coach is our DC, but and their former DC. But there's a guy where he he started to pop late and he sort of became one of those combine darlings. Sometimes the the seeds for that get sown. 
both positively and negatively at something like the Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine game. There's been a bunch of, uh, I, I mentioned earlier to Carl, a couple of corners from LSU might look good in a Falcon uniform, maybe in the second or third round. There's, I, I totally of, agree. there's things we need all over the map, but uh, I think free agency is where we're going to really address the trenches. All right, uh, let's hear Terry Fontenot talk about the importance of our staff being there. It's been great. It's been great. Really giving us this opportunity, and it's it, it's really twofold. You know, the opportunity to to do some different things with the staff, and people have different roles, and so that opportunity for us to grow and develop, but then also having access to these players. And there are a lot of good football players out here, and us to get a different level of access than the other 30 teams are getting. Talking about us in New England with these with these teams. I'm sorry. So it's, it's been great. And about 50% of the players in this game historically are going to end up in the league at some point. About 25% of this game actually gets drafted. So to be able to spend all that time with them, it's been really valuable. Mike, every pick counts. It just does. Especially where you're, when you are where we are right mm-hmm. now in this process of we don't have a loaded team and we don't have the ability or, you know, we can't afford to just say, well, you know, we blow the fifth round pick. It's okay. Every pick counts. Matters, and that's why. Listen, pressure's on Terry Fontenot. I'm not trying to overhype this. I know he just got here, but he's got to try to get this right mm. in both areas. And it's just not him; it's the organization. And we'll talk about the team building and Arthur Smith being involved. But one, you got to know where you're going, and part of knowing where you're going, Mike, is having a guy on defense, the defensive coordinator, understanding what he wants to do. And Terry Fontenot came out and said they talked with Ryan Nielsen. And, yeah, they talked about, you know, all the other things about the DBs and the the linebackers. But he said we spent a lot of time on the trenches because we both know that's where teams win and lose. Right. Part of the reason Fontenot came here is he's a guy because the Saints were always jammed up because Mickey Loomis, you know, did some contracts which were putting them up against the wall. He had to go find really good value pieces in free agency. That's part of what made him so attractive here. But now you got some money to spend. So are you going to go after the best available defensive tackle? Mm. Do you go with a guy that, you know, is a little bit cheaper? And then you can address some other needs, offensive line, defensive line. I'm glad to hear they're saying that. We got to fix it. The Eagles. I said I'm going to say this all next week too, as we get ready for the Super Bowl. The Eagles and the Chiefs are here because they drafted and they drafted well in the trenches, and then they augmented it with the right free agents, and that's the way you do it. The Rams can say blank those picks, and that's great. Where are they now? You know, yes, I know they got a Super Bowl. Long term. Yes, but you still got to have those guys. I mean, and by the way, Aaron Donald was not a free agent. He was drafted by the Rams. Right. You know, right. Cooper Cup was drafted by the Rams. You still got to have those guys. Most important story of the day brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. All right, let's hear Arthur Smith talk about uh, Ryan Nielsen being the guy at uh, D.C., and, and, again, we're going to hear from him. At some point when they get right. back, they'll have some kind of introductory press conference or allow him to speak to the media or whatever it's going to be. At some point, we'll get a chance to hear from our new D.C., but here's our head coach on Ryan Nielsen. You know, a lot of it's about fit and what we're looking for. And you know, Ryan's a guy I have a tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for. I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Uh, we had a lot of familiarity. You know, Dwayne Ledford worked with him at NC State. A lot of guys, uh, Sean Flaherty has. Terry has in New Orleans, so you got a good feel for who he is day to day as a person, and then professionally, he's been a pretty good adversary. So I got a lot of respect and love the, the plan he has and the way we want to implement things and continue to develop our own guys and what we're going to do this offseason. So this is where we are. We're going to see who they like coming out of this this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk to Chuck Smith again down at the Senior Bowl. We got some other guys that are going to join us as far as reporters and just getting a feel for what's going on. 
But, Mike, the other big story today as we talk from the Falcons to the Buccaneers who are in our division is the retirement of Tom Brady. We spent a lot of time on it today. Rick Stroud was great, by the way, last hour uh, in talking about Brady. Yeah, and talked about his legacy. And I know that everybody's got an opinion on Tom Brady, but he talked about, you know, there was a humble, yes, there was a humbleness, a humble quality to the dude. And because you go to Tampa Bay with the expectations of the whole world, if you don't win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, it's a bust. And then that great dude, well, I don't think Brady's preoccupied with the debate. That's for Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. Chicken in the egg of Brady and Belichick. But he obviously cements his legacy. That legacy was already cemented. But he takes it to another stratosphere by winning a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Just wish he probably should have you know, pulled the ripcord last season. Well, you know, it's that thing where we— as, Easier said than done. Yeah, as fans always go, he should retire. Of course. I mean, because you feel like this is the time. Mike, I thought he could have retired after the Super Bowl here in, in, in Atlanta. Right. When, he, you know, they beat the Rams. Right, right. I got another one. But he wasn't done. So he went and got another ring. And then you say, well, why did he retire after that ring? Right. Because you get greedy. And you can still play. And you want to go out and prove that, hey, we can still possibly win another yeah. one. So and, this and is he, the end of the road. And these dudes want to play pocket marriage, psych- marriage counselor, psychologist. I don't know. Had he uh, not uh, decided. Mike, she to- fell out of love. <laughs> he decided on a whim to come back 40 days after saying he was retired. Would he still be married? I don't know. He may have retired now. And six months from now, he realizes that he and his wife hate each other's guts. And yeah. then they get divorced. You're right. Who knows? But the guy's legacy is secured. I said it earlier. When you, when you do the things he did, not to mention what we just said about the Bucks. I was a, I was a big Montana guy, and I don't care about the, the – if you're worried about the flake gate, you're a loser. I'm sorry. What did you say? You're a loser. Loser. Tom Brady did not – that thing was the craziest darn – of all the things that happened in his career, the one thing I was preoccupied with was, you know, the, the not the flake gate, but spy gate. Yeah. That's Because that, that's on a team level. You know what I'm saying? But in this case – It was systemic. Haters going to hate. Brady's legacy is secure. He is the GOAT. He's the GOAT, period. 45 years old, 23 seasons. Um, And I think it's fair to say I'm going to go ahead and raise my hand. We're not going to see this again. Will Pat? Let me. I was going to ask you. We're not going to see this again. Will Patrick Mahomes catch his passing record? All right. Well, the passing record is is very doable. What I will tell you is Patrick Mahomes has been the five straight AFC championships, Mike. He's got one Super Bowl. Right. It's hard, man. Brady was 7-3 and three in the Super Bowl. It's hard. So when you start telling me, yeah, Mahomes is young enough, he's already been to five of these, and he's only got one Super Bowl. Why don't I ask you about passing yards? What? Yards, yes. Just because we're in a passing <laughs> league, and I think that's, that's breakable. But you're still talking about 100,000 yards, Mike. Mm. With that said, I'm saying 45, 23 seasons, seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, um, like I said all day. You got to respect it. And the thing that I respect about Brady is you always got his best. No matter. You always got his best. Like, yeah, he had bad games, but they were so far few in between that you don't even remember them. You you know, it's hard to go, yeah, I remember that time he threw five picks. It didn't happen. He had so few bad games. That's how brilliant he was at the hardest position in the game. So I just don't know if we'll see someone come along again and be in the league this long. And do all the things that he's done. Now, well, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's the guy right now, Joe Burrow, <clears throat> the guy that really is char- turning up is uh, Justin Herbert. He's the fastest guy at 14,000. Mahomes is at over 24,000. You got to get to around 86,000 if you're going to beat Tom Brady. Hey, by the way, today is National Signing Day. This used to be the big one. There's really nothing big because Georgia's pretty much locked it up. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Georgia recruiting class, 20 of their guys were already enrolled in Athens as we speak. It's crazy. But they did get a kid who's really a kid because you got to wait another year. The big story today was a kid uh, was Ellis Robinson the fourth out of the um, 
a uh, was it what's the account? I just IMG. IMG. Down in Bradenton, he's a, one of the greatest corners projected for 2024. So he uh, over Dion in Colorado, Alabama, LSU picks Georgia. But for the most part, Alabama beats Georgia by a hair. You know they're always going to put up a fantastic recruiting class. Used to be the big day. Now with the earlier sign of period, the transfer portal, it's kind of like an afterthought, isn't it? It is. By the way, when we get done, recruiting show, John Chuckery, uh, Sam is going to be in here. Coach, you recognize those guys from the high school scoreboard show that we have during the fall where they follow all the games on Friday nights and do an amazing job. They're going to recap all of this recruiting stuff and where teams are and where players are. All right, Mike, let's get to tonight's game winner. Squid Billy had this in Yeah Man. No, man. Anthony Edwards, former Georgia Bulldog, now doing a hell of a job in the NBA. He admits Carly eats 21 bags of hot fries a week. Good law. That's a lot of hot fries. And those are kind of like the bags you would pick up at like this at the supermarket checkout. Not like the gigantic costco size bag. But still, that's a lot of hot fries. You're on a desert island, you can have only one chip. 404-741-0929. What's your chip? It's Dukes and Bell. Lord, have mercy. Mercy. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... Hey, man, we heard that Ant-Man likes hot fries. And that's like, it's one snack. Like 21 bags a week? I mean, we're talking the smaller size bags you get at the checkout line. That's a lot of hot fries, Well, man. Mike, here's the deal, too. He's in immaculate shape, right? He's in right. the NBA. He's young. His body's not accumulating all of that fat. Right. So he's running that off every night. He can eat like that. We can't eat like that. No, nah, G Money's pressing the buttons for us. He weighs like 120 pounds wet. He looks like, speaking of snacks, he looks like Mr. Salty, the pretzel man. <laughs> so, again, he's got the metabolism. Tonight's the game winner, 404-741-0929. You go on a desert island, you can only have one snack, one product. What's it going to be? Chris, you're the first customer tonight, man. What you got? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, Carl, Mike, like uh, you guys saying, us older guys, them hot fries are good going in. But, woo, boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little sting on the right. way out. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you know you know the routine. <laughs> but uh, if I was trapped on an island, man, my snack would be an American classic, chili cheese Fritos. Hey, baby. Oh, have a great night. You know Thank what? You. I haven't had chili cheese oh. Fritos in a minute. Got two bags in my in my pantry right now. Oh. I like to maintain street cred. That's hey, man. Good stuff. Yeah, chili. I do love chili cheese Fritos. That would be you know it'd be a tie between that and Doritos. No nacho cheese, man. Tonight's game winner. The regular, right? Yes, the yeah. regular. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Not that cool ranch jive. I action. might get a bag on my way home. <laughs> Who's up next, man? Phil. Hey, man, you're in the game, Phil. What you got? Hey, what's going on? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Just want to let y'all guys know I enjoyed my time with you guys a couple weeks ago at Twin Peaks in Kennesaw. Cool. Well, thank you, man. A whole lot. Well, thank you for coming out, man. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, I need to, I need to keep up with when I'm in town. I uh, like to try to check y'all up. Uh, uh, Dorito Sweet Thai Chili, mm. pretty good. And then the uh, Ruffles Jalapeno. jalapeno oh, Jalapeno Ruffles. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking okay. of the – what's the one that AD's on? The Is it the fire? What's the – you guys know what the, the ruffles? Yeah, it's, Anthony Davis. Anthony, like yeah. the super fiery ruffles. Right? That's the one I was thinking of, but this is jalapeno. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anthony Davis usually in a suit is what you normally mean, but yes, <laughs> true. when he's not on the sideline, perhaps he'd saunter into a Ralph's in Los Angeles and pick up some lime and jalapeno. Yep. Thank you, Bo. Mm. Bo, what are your chips, by the way, Squid Billy? What is your chip? What is Squid, Squid Billy's go-to chip? We'll find out after this caller. Who's up next? 
Swede. Hey, Swede, you're in the game, man. Great story yesterday about you being the photographer for uh, OJ and Nicole's wedding. That was insane when you dropped that on us. Well, it was all true, and I've, I've left you a phone number with Bo, so if you need to talk oh, to me about trust me, Swede. We are, we're going to be calling you. Yes, trust sweet. me. We need more <laughs> info. About the week before camp you're starts, welcome. we will be giving you a call. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy to give it to you. Uh, as far as the uh, the snacks, um, I'm, I'm going with Fritos. However, they have to be the scoop size Fritos. Oh. So that if you have any access to any kind of a dip, it's easier to use them. It's true. Anyway, love your show, guys, and uh, call me when you have a chance if you uh, need more information. Oh, thank you, sir. No, no, and we want to see more photos. I do want. I, I would imagine want. that the uh, whatever whatever agreement you'd signed with was probably expired. <laughs> Can you imagine though, like? Right. In a box somewhere, you got wedding photos. Right. For those who missed it, he called in last night and said, hey, I was working in Santa Monica. I was a professional photographer. Right. OJ and Nicole walked in and literally were like, yes, we're getting married and we need pictures. And he's got a bunch of stuff that he's never released to anybody. And that's incredible did story. Al, did AC do the toast? Uh, could you stop? What? <laughs> hey, man, who's up next? Jimbo. Hey, hey Jim. AC was not about to drop. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he was loyal. Jimbo, hey, man, you're in the game. What you got? Hey man. hey man, I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for a superior uh, potato chip, a Pringle, salt oh. vinegar. Then wow. I can, then I can turn the tube, then I can turn the tube into like a telescope so I can see a boat. I like salt and vinegar too. I, I wasn't right. a fan. But now I've become a fan of salt and vinegar. Man, Pringles. That was, you know, mom used to put the Pringles in my lunchbox. In my Starsky and Hutch lunchbox. The Pringles. I had the Pringles, man. That was, yeah, that was the go-to. And again, it was like five. Mom, mom. Now again, today's, would you, would you cap it at five? Can you cap those Pringle potato chip count at five for no. your kid's lunch? No. That's why, I know, because all the kids are fat these days. No. Except no. for the kids playing high school football who signed on the line, which is Donovan and Sam Crenshaw. Sexual chocolate is here right now. Him and Coach are going to break it down along with John Chucky. What's going on, Sam? Oh, that's right here. There you go. There, there he is, go. baby. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, it's, it's National Signing Day. And to me, this is a different signing day. Today is a celebration day. The guys who signed mm. early didn't get to go- do this. Right. The school was out. They signed it, they sent the thing in, and they went on about their business and went on to college. The day was a uh, big celebration guy for a uh, day for a lot of guys. And a lot of schools, maybe in the group of five, mm. probably the ones who probably really clean up on a day like today. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to have Chris Goforth join us. John Chucker is going to be in. we got Coach Chris Parker. We're going to hear from uh, Chris Co- Parker's here? Yeah. Coach. Coach. Chris Parker? Coach. He, he, is, he is here, man. He is here. In the flesh. Chris Parker owed me money from that Buford game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. No, man, listen, it is a big day, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, Mike and I were talking about Georgia. They don't have to move, Sam. I mean, you know, one, two, three. I know everybody right. wants to be number one, but Mike and I were saying they're coaching guys up. Yep. You, 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 you still feel comfortable. If Georgia was five, I wouldn't be hmm. worried because now we know what they've got, right, as far as the coaching staff and how their guys are coming in there and they're developing guys and everybody's getting better. Absolutely, absolutely. There's one guy they were listening for today. Deuce Robinson decided not to sign with anybody. Will? Uh, do you think he will? I think he will. I mean, I, I mean, you want, you're a tight end. Is Georgia the place to be? Mm. Well, it will be. You're tight end. Uh, you Bowers know, got one Bowers. more year. <laughs> yeah. One more year. You Brock know. Bowers. I know. But it, but he going NFL after no, this year. No, I know, but I'm saying just turn the tape on and go, that could be you. Absolutely. Damn right. Absolutely. There's a lot of talent in the room. We'll see if eventually he uh, decides to sign on. That's coming up. I'm going to take him with Coach uh, Sean Elliott, too, and uh, Rusty Manziel is going to join us.
So we're going to get some thoughts on signing day, the comings and going, and the different way that it's done. Yeah. Right. Because it it's changed so much. It is. You were telling me out there, and I'll let you tell our listeners, it was like, I was like, what? It's completely different than it used to be. Stay right there. That special show is coming up 7 to 9.30. All right, Garrett, let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella are wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh! The Game. Thanks to our guest today. You got a chance to hear uh, Brian Snicker. Go check that out at odyssey.com. He went on the midday show. Also, uh, we got a chance today, Mike, to talk to Rick Stroud down in Tampa talking about Tom Brady. It's been the big news. It will continue to be the big news, guys, because I know you're skeptical. Is he really retiring? I, I'm here to tell you I think he is. Yeah, and I know that we threw some scenarios out there, and the San Francisco one is the one that everybody pops to the front of the list because of the nature of the quarterback situation. We'll see. By the way, talk with Sam Crenshaw. He's met some fours out there, Carl. I'm sorry? He's met some fours, as in 1V. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There are brothers that are fours. Sam's met them. Uh, I, I've not met them. One signed with Georgia today, or uh, verbally committed. Yeah, show me the other one. Hey, Garrett, <laughs> thank you. Uh, appreciate you being here, <laughs> filling in for Turtle, as always. Uh, Bo Morgan, executive producing. Man, we got to get out of here tomorrow. Right. A big show Thursday. Make sure you are here starting at 2. And stay tuned. Our man Sam Crenshaw, all the guests he talked about, co-host, they're going to chop it up and tell you the latest on the recruiting scene. Mike Bell, clear your throat. Hey, man, talking a lot about general managers making the right moves. We said, look how good the Eagles and Chiefs have drafted, augmenting with the right free agents you got to to survive in the NFL. Well, we lost a really great guy that was a dude who thought outside the box. You and I both had the privilege of hanging with Bobby Bethard. He was 86 years of age. He was a director of player personnel for Don Shula and the Dolphins. He went over to work with uh, Joe Gibbs. He was a guy that said, you know what? I think Doug Williams has something left in the tank. How did that work out? Oh, that's right, a Super Bowl. Rest in peace, Bobby Beathard. Should have probably had a trip to the Super Bowl. We did with the Chargers. That was his thing, too. Brought in Bobby Ross. What a legendary personnel guy and the first surfer before Pete Carroll to work in the NFL. You can tell me all you want about how Mike's better than him, but he's now the fourth all-time assist leader in mm-hmm. the NBA. Just to put this in perspective, number three is Chris Paul. Number four is LeBron James. Number two is Jason Kidd. Number one is John Stockton. Do you guys realize John Stockton had over 15,000 assists? And LeBron James is at 10,336. LeBron would have to play like, oh, I don't know, four more years to maybe catch John Stockton. But say what you want. He continues to move up and up on the board when you Mm -hmm. talk about these all-time lists because he's already an all-timer. Hey, if you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't, you too will struggle to convince your partner that Michael Jordan is the GOAT.